Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hey there, I'm Adam Lambert, and you're listening to Joy 94.9. Hello, and welcome to Been There, Done That, Joy 94.9. Happy New Year to you all, and Happy New Year also from... Gordon and Phil. Yes, Happy New Year. It's it's old now. It's old. (laughs) (laughs) Only a few days. Well, we're still single digits. I I I don't actually know what the date is. I was watching the television and the bloke on the television saying, next year when they have the elections... (laughs) <laughs> and they had to. They, the the announcers sort of came back and said, uh, "Excuse me, but it's it's this year, not next year." Yes, let's the... not delay. And can I please implore people to actually get used to speaking of the year number as twenty nineteen? Mm-hmm. It's not two thousand and nineteen because next year it's actually going to be twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and we are already used to using the expression twenty twenty for vision. Efficiency. Yes. Mm, so, you know, it rolls off the tongue already, and I don't know why so many people still must insist. Oh, well, because it's the... Oh, us poor know. pedants, we, 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 oh, we're so yes, frustrated. I know. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Yes. I'm having trouble adjusting to this century. So it's been 19 years <laughs> in, I'm still having trouble. Where have you been, Phil? Oh, I, I just <laughs> still wish it was 19-something, because that just sounded better. <laughs> oh, we want to thank uh, Sean from Brisbane who uh, listens to us. Oh, that's very nice. And also to Connie, thank you, Connie, who listens to us in podcast form. Oh, well, Happy New Year, especially to you too. And if you want to be mentioned on the show, just send us an email at beentheretjoy.org.au. Thank you for getting the plug-in nice and early. And appropriately. It's one of our New Year's resolutions as well to pay attention to what you're telling us to do. I don't make New Year's resolutions, do you? Why not? Because I'm perfect already. There's no reason why I should make one. I can never remember them. I was going to say that I've I've tried that activity over all these years and I've never kept any of the resolutions, so I've given up. You've resolved not to have revolutions? Revolutions. I I decided many, many years ago that they were stupid anyhow, so I'd never bothered with them. If I stopped doing things because they were stupid, I'd never do anything. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of the things that I have done have been to alter my concept of self-care. So I generally around the house now, uh, when I'm having an evening meal, will restrict myself to one glass of wine Mm -hmm. or one beer and not go and empty a bottle or whatever, as had been known to happen. Uh So that's sort of uh, looking after myself, but it's a resolution that I don't need to, to, as it were, state and hang off 
New Year's Day. But you also don't have to stick to it. I mean, to say if there's a time when you feel like having a, two glasses of wine, well, you may do. Well, or likewise, having no glasses yeah, of this wine. this is right, yeah. Have a dry day. Friday, dry day. I don't like wine. I, I Problem have, solved. I, 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 I <laughs> only have wine about once a week, I think, when I go out to visit old Ted and we have a bottle of wine for dinner. Mm, mm. It's... Uh, I'm not going to call it a sad reflection, but it is a reflection upon our society at the moment that we have booze ads on the TV. Mm. Booze uh, and bets. Yeah, bets and, and, and that we consider that we've got to raise a glass, have someone's birthday, raise a glass of, and it's always alcoholic. You don't have to. You can use it in, do it in water or you can do it in a squash or something like that. Pouring. <laughs> My parents <laughs> never touched anything stronger than apple cider. Non-alcoholic, oh, non-alcoholic apple cider. Oh, golly gosh, well, how good That didn't rub off on me. But, but other people find it, and I'm not wishing to point the finger at the younger generation, but I think it's a lesson that you learn that you then apply later in life when you've stopped having a good time. Yep. Uh, but when you're young, you think, let's go for it, and, and they use liquor as part of the lubrication. But that leads us into a, that's almost into a segue into the next thing we're going to talk about because alcohol is a, basically a drug. Well, it is, you as know, is tobacco. And, uh, and, and you're right there. And you're, they advertise they those. They advertise and it's legal to sell both of them. Yeah. But over the um, Christmas period, there were so many of these young people were taking the wrong sort of drugs. I don't know how many people died. There was about three or four people died from taking, uh, having wrong um Drugs pills. or pills or something, right? Yeah. You know. I know that people are making these drugs and trying to offload them and make a mozza in the process, mm-hmm. but I don't know that people should really expect that those pills that come out of a pocket are actually uh, pharmaceutically tested and safe. Well, that's the problem. That's why I think that the, the, a lot of people are now saying that to test the pills before you go to these music they mm. go to these music festivals of course you don't it. get them until you've been through the gate that someone's right. put a sack full in that is right yeah, yeah. The, the trouble is that there's a certain age group where you don't acknowledge your own mortality and they actually do not see the same risk that we do in buying an unlabeled untested mystery drug because yeah. it's deliberately it's a mystery drug you're yeah. not buying well, you probably think you're buying something, yeah. but there's no guarantee you're going to get that. I did notice that uh, on one of the television stations, they were running the, the line underneath the news item and they were warning people at, at one music festival there was an orange pill yeah. for people not to take that because mm. it was not very good, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. But, Phil, you're correct It's in saying that the indestructible younger generation should actually perhaps look at the photos of the people who've been injured and have died at dance yeah, parties. It would take a certain level parties. of shock treatment. Yeah. But I can, I can go back a few years ago when they were taking young people, young drivers who were uh, on their L plates into the hospitals and to the morgues to see the results mm. of, of bad accidents. It did stop them. People were saying, God, I'm not going to do stupid yeah. things and get that. But there was also a very interesting letter over the week about people that use drugs or want to use drugs to take them into hospitals and to morgues to see what happens when you uh, um, have these things. You know, mm. it's, it's it's only it's going to help treatment. a certain type of person. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there's still people tonight are going to go out and drink and drive because they think they can handle it, and that probably won't change until they're wrapped around a, a light pole and they think, well, gee, that mm. sobered me up. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, here I am up in heaven, playing yeah. a harp. <laughs> but yeah, this education will only go to those who want to be educated. Yeah. Did you realise at one stage, coffee was banned? <laughs> yes. As, but, as being a stimulant. But that, but it was basically, it was not, they didn't realise it was a stimulant. It was King Charles II that decided to close them because they were rooms of revolt. I just want to personally support this ban. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't I coffee. don't like coffee. <laughs> but that's the only reason it was banned. It wasn't because of the drink. It was because that they, all the intellectuals gathered at the coffee house and they were, Charles didn't like the idea that they could be plotting against him. So he banned the coffee houses. But I would never have thought of the English as coffee drinkers. That's such no, an no, American no. image. But it no, came no, no, but this was way back earlier, even before... Well, it's before that. my time, it's 1600 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, once again, there was all this result of drinking this new creature, coffee, and as uh, Gordon just said, the the king of the day thought, uh-oh, they're plotting against me. Yeah, but, well, it, it, he did it on the uh, 27th of December. And he had to rescind it on the 8th of January the following year, 1676, because it was infringing on the rights of people to drink a fluid or something or other. You know, it was individual rights. But he thought that they were all getting in there and all these intellectuals were going to overthrow the crown. Well, of course, chocolate as well has been listed along the way during history as being something that you should treat with care. I heard an interesting quote the other day about chocolate. Have you ever seen a recipe for leftover chocolate? Never. It doesn't <laughs> exist. <laughs> yes, you're right there. Mm. But, okay, 1675. Yeah. Was the monarchy ruling everything or was there an elected government? There was a parliament. Uh, King Charles had a parliament, but he actually pro- he, he, he cancelled the parliament. As I'm going back in history, but it, it's something I've read, but I'm sure King Charles II had the divine right. He had the, They were divine... Yeah, God, so what, God appointed them. What was he worried about with these private gatherings? Well, he thought that they, because they, he he was a bit annoyed with the Parliament at the time, you know, and mm-hmm. they had they were having a whole thing going on. If, if you, you'd have to go back into the into a, a history book and really mm-hmm. look it up, but I, I vaguely remember reading about the um, the Parliament, and it's often in the crossword puzzle about the the, the name of the Parliament that he formed after the Parliament was mm-hmm. thrown out or something. Yeah. But back in before this particular date of Charles 1652, back in 1475 is the first recorded mention of a coffee house. Mm. And that was in Istanbul, Istanbul. or Constantinople nope, at the time. Um, yeah. And if you've ever seen Turkish coffee, it mm. is in some ways uh, presented mud. like uh, the tea ceremonies in Japan or pomp and ceremony. But yes. Uh, you think you, is this coffee freshly ground? Yes. Yeah, you can see all the mud in it. <laughs> it was ground yesterday. It was, it was, <laughs> and the ground you're standing on. Yeah, but it's. Um, I do remember now that, of course, Charles II was the one that had to uh, flee England. Oh, he was a popular chap, yeah. was he? And he left from where the, the place where my father was born, Bridport in Dorset. Went to France from there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. I thought Bridport was for people who couldn't say Bridgeport. <laughs> it just seems incomplete. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. We've got Sam Sparrow talking black and gold. Oh, that's that's cheap cheap groceries, isn't it? Cheap Sparrow. Oh, the, and music. He's just had treatment for that. <laughs> You're on Joy. Because you're not really here. 
starve with fear That it's all just a bunch of matter Cause if you're not really here I don't wanna be either I wanna be next to you Black and gold, black and gold Joy, 94.9. And you're with Chris, Gordon and Phil. Been there, done that, Joy, 94.9. Yes. Or on podcast. Very good. Take us wherever you are. Yeah, that's good. Being the new year, there's lots of things that have been happening in the new year, haven't they? Well, there's been lots of things happening overseas that we haven't actually caught up with. And just by the by, I hope you enjoyed our two musical programs that we did on Christmas, Christmas night, night and New, New Year's, Year's Day night. 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 <laughs> Day right. night, Kath and Kim, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, because it was fun doing them. And we don't always get to play that sort of music, but we did this time. Uh, in, in Germany now, what's happened in Germany over the, the last two couple of weeks, Gordon? Well, they're now, they're, Germany now leads recognize intersex people as change in law comes into effect they've passed a new law that officially recognizes intersex people they've recognized that there is more than two genders that's right and, and uh, they're, they're on the way to the flow-on effects of this of changing passports presumably mm. and recognizing the rights of those that can't identify to the binary it's been under consideration for a while, apparently, and it just uh, they passed it in the beginning of the year as a New Year's um, thing for the intersex. There is an estimated uh, um, 0.5 to 1.7 people of the world's population has been born with intersex traits, so that there are quite a few people that mm. have have got the intersex um, trait, yeah. you know. But now the, the and they're saying that the um, children should not be operated on to make them either one sex or the other, yeah. uh, that, that they should be allowed to live as they are and develop well, the way they the want to. let the body decide which way That's it's right. going to go. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Which it, it seems sensible now, but it must be horrible for parents to who wonder. have been forced to decide early on mm. Mm. because you just don't have the evidence to... To prove that to know what's going to happen. Gonna. Yeah, yeah. But the German, diverse German citizens will require a certificate of approval from a doctor. That's some appointment, isn't it? <laughs> At least there's a bit of recognition there, but I suppose it's self-appointment because there would be legal discrimination that they need to to get around, and this might be the as with the passport that then gives them the uh, the green light to access uh, appropriate services. Chris, we've got something here in Australia now, haven't we, about passports for? Um, oh yeah, they've changed the rules for passports yeah, we, in Australia. Got the three they? genders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or sorry. The three options. Options, yeah. There's not three genders. There's more than three genders. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> not mm. the male or female. Female, just non-binary. There are others. Mm. Uh, and if you look around at the moment, there's a lot of, in particular, male celebrities or actors, I don't know, coming out as a word, but expressing their gender fluidity. And that's like dressing up in a, a skirt for a photo shoot or something like that. It's yeah, yeah. There's a wonderful program starting on the um, SBS this week oh, too. Butterfly. Butterfly, yes. It's had wonderful reviews from overseas. It's been absolutely wonderfully received. And what's the... Uh, it's the uh, little boy Max wants to become Maxine. Oh, that's, right. And that's the whole thing of the and story. And the, the story about the family. The family and coping the coping. Yeah, yeah. And yep, the processes yep. and... The, wow. It's on SBS. I think it starts on Wednesday. I thought it was about the 
25th anniversary of the butterfly enclosure at the zoo. Oh, no. <laughs> that was just the other day. No, no. no. It should be very interesting. I'm going to be uh, recording it and watching it, that's for sure. Ricky Martin and Juan Joseph welcome a baby daughter. Now, there was a wonderful end to the 2018 by for Ricky Martin and his second husband, Juan Joseph, who've just welcomed a baby girl, Lucia, or Lucia, into their family. Beautiful and healthy and happy and everything. Wonderful. But that's interesting that a person in the public eye has received a favourable response to what a few years ago would have been really amazing. How dare a guy seek a child through a surrogate? Yeah, but, but, but there was when he came out as well, yeah. which was another thing too. But then uh, I think because most people thought that he was gay anyhow, <laughs> when he, by coming out it didn't sort of make much difference. <laughs> no, he was but, still but, singing very well. You yeah, know. But, but gay doesn't necessarily you want to be a parent. That's true too, but I know you know a lot of gay parents as well. well you know. it, what his, his Spanish, his Latino background mm. would give him uh, surely the label of needing a big family around him. But he's also, they also, he also has two, uh, has twin sons as well. Oh, yeah, from the earlier. Valentino and Mateo. Yeah. yeah. He's, not, he's not the leading edge because Elton John and Doogie Hauser, I forget his name, both have children. Yes. And I've got to have my Simpsons reference for Ricky Martin. Hmm. Um, they were having a, a meeting at the school hall and it was in winter and groundskeeper Willie was up on the roof with the air conditioning unit and he turned it up to maximum heat and he said, this thing's working harder than Ricky Martin's girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, while you've got the microphone, would you like to tell us about Ellen DeGeneres? Yes, she's a, a woman from New Orleans. What else would you like to know? <laughs> well, married to Portia. Well, she came out on her sitcom (gasps) and promptly had the sitcom (laughs) cancelled. It was really bad when she came out. This this must be daytime TV. No, it was an evening sitcom (gasps) and she disappeared into the the showbiz dust and came back 17 years ago with a talk show in daytime and hit She came out? Well, she was already out, so she was out and proud. And accepted by Mr. and Mrs. America. And she stayed out. Yeah. Well, she now has a a, a segment on her show where they show something that straight people have done that was a bit silly. And there's a recorded sound and a a screen over that that says, oh, straight people. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the whole segment. (laughs) So she's not hiding behind anything anymore. And um, it's got multiple multiple daytime emmys it's a very fun show she's become bigger as big as oprah was is that the way oh no oprah's at another level for some reason ellen is still it's a a g-rated show because that's her type of humor yeah and um you've just got to watch a few episodes to how she helps people either with money or with careers and all sorts of things and she'll have you know, outstanding guests that have been on again and again, they, they earn a seat in the studio, so they name oh, the right. studio seat after yep. them. Mm. It's, um, yeah, it, it can easily see why she's one of the most admired people because in America. Because she, she's just been voted the most admired person yeah. in America. And mm. she never would have conceived that as a gay woman. No, no. You know, 
20 years ago. But that's the, 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 this is where television is so far ahead of the movies. Yeah, and it can everything. lead and it can actually help with acceptance. Mm, that's right, yeah. yeah. Mm. And Michelle and uh, Barack Obama are in the list as well, apparently. They're a pretty special couple, those two. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but Donald, Trump, Donald doesn't like them. Well, he can't <laughs> fit into the Santa suit like like Barack can. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're on Joy. Been there, done that, Gordon, Phil and Chris. You can find more Joycasts and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Joy.org.au for the world. And you're with Chris, Gordon and Phil. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9. A couple of resolutions occurred in the new year and one of them was actually called a a yacht by the name Resolution. Oh, that's right, yes. Yeah. (coughs) And what was was this yacht doing? Probably the Sydney to Hobart yacht yacht race. race. Now, Phil, you've got an opinion. Um, well, it's a bunch of rich people with nothing better to do, and I call it the Sydney to Hobart snob race. <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion, yeah. that's not right. being and, a sailor myself. Can you hear us objecting to that opinion? You're entitled to hold that one. Well, Gordon was an ex-sailor. I, I used to yacht race as well, but I, we were only there was only a three-hander on this one, and it was a 21. What's how how big is in twenty one feet and metres? So about silly, oh. nearly seven metres, I suppose. Yeah. And um, there was just the three of us on board the boat, and I was the forward hand. Twenty one uh, feet. Imagine all the shoelaces. Yeah. <laughs> and, what, and and I, I know could, all about yachting. What 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 they were doing? I was I I could appreciate with the way they were going with starboard and port tax and starboard tax and all the rest of it. And yeah. I knew what they were doing. I could see somebody almost banging in, but they managed to. It was a real contest against nature. Well, that's what it is. It started in 1945 after the World War Two, mm-hmm. presumably. You know, that was part of the. Uh, but it wasn't the, a race then. It was it just let's it let, was let's just, just sail to Hobart. Yeah. And then they and then they somebody claimed bagging rights because they were the first one there, uh, the right <coughs> winners' rights or whatever they wanted. And um, from then they said, well, let's make it a yacht race. This could have all been prevented if in that first race or for the first event. The guy who said, let's go to Hobart, if somebody just said, why? <laughs> and just not done it. It's, it is, isn't, a, isn't a particularly smooth highway oh, on God, the water no, from no. Sydney to Hobart. Especially going across Bass Strait. When you yeah, remember when the, that, Bass Strait is fairly well out from the land yeah, and, at that but, stage. But it was, uh, was it 20 years ago? I think, I think this one, this race was the anniversary, 20th anniversary of, the, of the, that storm that hit where they had 44. 40 metre waves and people drowned and people were killed and people that were lost. That was in 1998, so yeah, 20, 20 years, years ago. ago yeah, yeah. yeah, it was the 20th anniversary and they did they did a very uh, wonderful thing as they um, were sailing past the thing. They, they did a, a um, they, everybody's open on the radio frequencies and they they did a, um, a, a memorial, little mm. memorial service. And there was silence, wasn't there? Right? No, they, uh, but then they, they did the actual, repeated the actual thing that was done at the actual memorial service the yeah, words no, that's, yeah. that's brilliant was well, originally there was just your compass that took you to uh, hobart oh, but, now but, the but then there was radio communications back to land mm. and now there's of course is satellite tracking mm. 
but, but except that one boat was very naughty and didn't turn on their location. But apparently, they, allegedly. But they apparently did turn it on and it didn't work. Apparently, they didn't realise it wasn't working. They were excused. And they were the excused. Yeah, yeah. Were they? Yeah, it sounds like a boys' I club. I hear a sceptic talking. Yes, oh, yes, but yes. The, but the point is that these days, once upon a time, they used to have one of the navy ships used to follow them down. Hmm. That was in the early days. I can remember when the Navy used to... I mean, it's follow. not fun and games. Oh, God. But, but if the weather's good, you just sit on the side of a boat as ballast and yeah. you sit there for four bloody days <laughs> and you get a very wet bum. Oh, golly gosh. <laughs> yeah. I'd um, rather stay home and do that. <laughs> <laughs> One little thing that was left over from our new news stories was uh, in, in relation to HIV. Now... We're we're lucky to be in the era when uh, we're knowing more and more about the virus and we've got various tools that we can use. But the the scientists have actually realised that HIV status is undetectable. There is still reservoirs within the human body where the cell is lurking. That's right. It stays in there. And they want to... Uh, they think they've found a tool that can actually kill those cells. One of the problems is, I believe, that some of those cells could be in the brain and they don't know what the effect is if they put in a poison to kill off that those little mm, reservoirs. Because mm. if they're in cells, the whole body is comprised of cells, yeah, isn't it? You know, yeah, So yeah. there must be some in the brain because, let's face it, the, mm. there, there was um, HIV mental illnesses and all that sort yeah. of business, you know. So, it's, yeah. so uh, whilst there is the PrEP and the other retroviral medicines that are keeping people uh, relatively healthy and quite healthy, there is still this danger that if they stop the medication, mm. then bang, the, they won't need anybody else. The cells that are already in the body can reactivate, okay. come back again. But, the, but the, this this um, investigation was done by the, a very renowned institute, the Institute Pasteur in Paris, mm. which was one of the the Institute Pasteur, I think it was, that found the actual cause and the actual HIV virus yeah. way back at the beginning. Yeah. Mm. So they must have been continuing with their um, investigation into the disease all yeah. this time. We should also caution this with the actual headline, a potential new breakthrough yes, right. in oh, treating yes. AIDS. Uh, look, look, it'll take months and years of, of, of experiment and everything because mm. now they have the, the PrEP, which is holding it. They don't have to... It's not as... It, it, it's not as urgent that they they kill it straight away they can keep going until they finally work out exactly what has to be done and that's why it will take a, a probably a number of years for it to to come to fruition and this is just the western world yeah the oh. rest of the world is still well needs a lot of help well of course the the, the cost of the drugs that you have to have in um, some of the uh, uh, countries like africa and all the rest of it and, and asia they're very, very expensive drugs. Yeah, well, Bill Gates Foundation they do is a lot. doing a lot of funding mm-hmm. on that front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we, we have to, I guess, appreciate how lucky we are to live in a Western society with the medical advances. Well, Australia's, Australia's reaction to the HIV virus was one of the best in the world. Mm. The However, yeah. we've come a long way we've since then. We've come a then, long way since, yeah. And uh, at least our government is providing PrEP mm. uh, under prescription at a fairly reasonable cheap effective rate whereas some other countries you've got to buy your own mm-hmm. and it's very expensive, expensive. chris uh, the thing that they have to really concentrate on is the younger people 
because mo- a lot of younger people, they like older teens and all the rest of it, they've never experienced what we experienced. So that they have to be made aware that this is still available, you know, that the disease well, is still there. It's still there, yeah. Mm. Well, I, I hope that we don't go back to the... Uh, pictures like shock therapy, oh, as no, we're no, saying, no, no. for drugs yeah. and car but, accidents. But, but, um, but we need to teach that safe sex is not a sometimes thing. No, it's an everyday thing. Yeah. 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 Not every day and if you're lucky. Well, the, right. the point is, the point is mm. that either that or it's monogamy. You know, once yeah. you find out how you, what your status is, to stay yeah. monogamous. Yeah. It's interesting that they're still working on something. Yeah, to, to oh, do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, that's the, that's, that's the, right. the wonderful they shouldn't thing. Never give up. No, no. You're listening to Been There, Done That on Joy ninety four point nine. Now in Canada. Oh, in Canada, one of my favourite countries in the world, <laughs> <laughs> where Canadians come from. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, there's a Catholic priest there who's got the wrong <laughs> end of the stick. Well, well he's he, a bit he of. He actually says that Satan designed the rainbow flag. Now, excuse me, just because that poor guy has died who did invent it and is not here to defend himself, this this rat bag has decided that... that uh, His comment that, was that no one is that smart that they could invent a flag like that, so it must have been done by Satan. Yeah. Like, I mean, hello. <laughs> I thought Canada was educated. <laughs> well, my opinion's changed. You're talking about a really an institution that's been around oh, for years. This is a man who works for the Catholic Church. Yeah, but they have been in control of society for so long, and it's what just, they still think they are. Yeah, I've got some news. And there's a, been a very interesting series on the television about the popes. And when you look at yeah. that and you see what the elderly early ones did, they weren't very religious. No, oh, definitely. <laughs> oh not. God, political. Very and, selective oh, in very what they selective followed in, in what the they books. Did. Yeah, my word. Yes, it's been, been a very, very interesting series. They did say that the, the, the current Pope Francis is very, very different from the rest of them because he's a Jesuit and they have to do a hell of a lot more training than the ordinary priest do. Ah, he's turning out to be less reasonable than we were hoping. Oh, yeah, but he's still a little bit more reasonable than some. Yeah, we've yeah. got a way to go. Yeah, mm. but they all have a way. Because, let, let's face it, we've been here since the, when they wrote the, the Old Testament, so why are they worried about us, you know? When the well, we mentioned it. Man, man is just one of the many species on Earth that exhibits homosexual oh, yeah. tendencies, but man is the only one of those that asks why. Who is homophobic? Mm, mm, mm. So that's why we have people churches and not penguin churches, because <laughs> penguins don't care. Penguin, penguins don't care. No. Uh, well, a couple of uh, men in Malaysia were dragged out of their car and attacked in a an act of um, homophobia. And uh, it shows the development of that particular country's attitude towards uh, the gay community there. But there's, there's plenty of gay people in Malaysia. Oh, yes. Well, we know that. Mm. We've been there, done that. Mm. Um, and especially when there were students out here, they already knew what it was all about. But, of but course. once again, it's the, the strictness of their own culture that needs to be manipulated and softened, and that will occur with generational change. Well, it's the Muslim world, you see. This is what they don't like. And it's, uh, it's not only the, the gay people that are... Of what have you? It's the ordinary straight people too that get stuff like the in, in the news just recently about the young girl that um, was wanted to flee to Australia, yeah, away from the family because she didn't want to marry some bloke that they'd said that she had to. Yeah, no, no uh, arranged marriage. No for her, arranged huh? marriage for her. She, a gorgeous-looking lady, gorgeous-looking mm. woman. Yeah. 
but, but that's what happens. back in Wales, showing the acceptance of the general public and society, a Welsh policeman has been awarded a British Empire Medal in the New Year's Honours for services to policing and the LGBTQ community. He, it's a, um, he is Cairn Newton Evans, a Chief Officer in the Special Constabulary of uh, Diffid Powers in Wales. He, he's been awarded this BME. The medal is only given to those who have shown meritorious civil or military service worthy of recognition by the Crown. Chris, his, his thing was very interesting because he was belted up by... Uh, um, he, he was a gay man. He was belted yeah. up and nobody bothered, bothered to come and help him. Mm. And, the, and, and then he, when he recovered, he decided to join the police force. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now, we, we've done it the other way. We've established w- the, well, glows the glows in here Victoria in Police. Yeah. They and have them in Sydney too, don't they? They they do, but I, I'm not sure whether we were the first. I think but, we were the first. Let, let's claim it. I think we rate. were the first, yes. I think we were the first with, um, uh, golly, I can't remember his name, the wonderful um, sergeant. Scott Davis? Scott Davis, that's the man, yes. Okay, and Melinda and Edwards. And Melinda Edwards yeah. and, and um, Gabby Kayak. Yeah. There's quite a few of them quite now. Few, and, uh, and, and they do have podcasts here on Joy. And they're very effective in the police force. And That's right. Well, Christine Nixon joined in and marched with us, so there we go. You're on Joy. Love radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Turn us on anywhere. You're with Chris Gordon and Phil. Been there, done that, Joy, 94.9. Thanks for being with us. Mm. We've been talking on previous shows about pollution and recycling and these sorts of topics. Mm -hmm. But there was a date when drinking straws were not plastic. Now, when was this? Tuesday, January the 3rd, 1888. They well, invented, that's when the product was patented. That's when they patented the thing. But it was, first of all, made in a cigarette um, holder factory. They used the papers. Please that, explain. Well, the papers that were going to make cigarettes, they, the fellow decided that he could roll them around into a, into a thing and make them into a straw, a drinking straw, because it was somebody was having trouble drinking out of a cup or a mug yeah, or something. Yeah, but I've right? tried to do that, and the paper melts. Yeah, but and he, the glue that holds I, it together. I, I and think he put some beeswax or something in it to make oh, it so that it would Mind your own beeswax. Yes, yeah. Uh, so that the liquid didn't affect the paper, but then it developed into a, a, a highly useful uh, item of um, people to drink out yeah. of something that they couldn't well, put their I, mouth around. I can it. remember when plastic straws were the new novelty. Yes, I can remember paper ones, and I can remember when they bought the plastic ones in too, and everybody went, oh, look at these. But boy, haven't they, haven't they created havoc? But I think the, the paper ones that we used to use were actually a little bit wider. They were bigger, I feel. And you mm. could actually drink it quicker. And I can remember slurping the bottom of my malted milk. This is perception. You need to go back to your primary school and see that it's actually shrunk. It's, it's a lot smaller than well. it was when you were there. <laughs> so those big straws were because our mouths were somewhat smaller. <laughs> You're a spoil sport, aren't you? Oh, Phil? yeah, but 
But the, but po- the modern, modern plastic straws are officially evil. They've been outlawed in some countries and some cities in America. And paper is on its way back. Yeah, they're making they're remaking paper straws now again. Well, plastic straws, like all other plastics, seem to end up in the Pacific, just floating there, not I, degrading. Did you see that series about the chap that took his family to the Galapagos, and they had to go into one of the other little islands around the thing? It was a fair way out, and it was just covered with plastics, just, just washed up off the yeah, Pacific Ocean. And they're going to be there forever. And they're going to be there forever. Yeah, although they actually break down into the little tiny. Um, particles which then get which into the, the fish, fish will then inject and then, inject and then if you eat the fish you get the you get the par- plastic particle in so yourself. we'll end up as plastic robots before we know it probably we'll yeah, be, we're yeah. probably halfway there already well uh, what s- we've swallowed some of, some of the people that you see on the television look like robots anyhow don't they well, the red-headed ones especially the especially the people that sit in a place called canberra hmm. i was thinking of washington dc oh well they're both <laughs> the same place <laughs> Oh, I think he's got to be 90% now, plastic. Now, be, be careful, mm. just because our own political history doesn't seem to have people like that in it. We we, we have ourselves come from humble beginnings. Oh, yes. In the beginning, we were Convicts. one or two states mm. only. Yep. Then we ended up being a few more. We're currently six and two territories, or is it three territories? Because we've got Northern Territory and the Australian Capital Territory, but there is also that naval base on the south coast of New South Wales. That is actually proclaimed a separate little territory. Oh, is it? The, the, the naval base? The Jarvis, Jarvis Bay. Bay. You've forgotten another one. What? In Western Australia, was it the Hutt River Province? Oh, the Hutt River <laughs> Province. Oh, yeah. There's, I haven't heard from them recently. I think he's carked it. No, he probably is, but I think these, I think the prince has taken over. The the, the hereditary prince has taken over the, oh, the family well, is that business. The green frog. But we're talking about this because we have just passed Australia Day, the official Australia Day, which was the first of January. When it was the declared the joining together of all the states. That's right. Into. A single common wealth of Australia. Wealth, no, two words: common wealth. It was a common country. It very common in some ways. <laughs> very common. <laughs> but yes, that's when it was possible for other people to actually refer to the legal identity Australia, representing all the states and all the people therein. That's right. But then it was it was way back. It was, it was still a number of years again then before the the states, even though they were in a Commonwealth, were still responsible to the to the British government. And then they changed in the 30s. They changed that so that they were they didn't have to do this, and they were then responsible to the federal government. Yeah, it was. There were various laws that were enacted in other jurisdictions which we've used as legal precedents. That's right. And those laws sometimes had to be changed or the equivalent made in our own uh, establishment in our own country or our own state or council uh, to to formally legally state the situation for us. Hmm. But the point is it was written so long ago that our constitution was written so long ago in the 1890s, you know. Exactly, but that's why even the 1st of the 1st of 2000, uh, 1901, I mean, 1901, uh, uh, things weren't quite right. And it took uh, quite a few years and laws changed, etc., before we came properly independent. It was about how many years? 
100 years? Well, we're still, yeah, well, it was not... Well, well the Australia Act of 1983, yeah, 86. Mm, we, we did stop the, um, the, the people being able to go to the Privy Council in Britain. That was in about the late 60s, early 70s, I have so a feeling. So we've done it all in-house so now. So it's all in-house now. They can only go to we're, the Supreme Court. But we, we're growing up, but we're not quite in our court. big boy pants yet. Yeah, the High Court, I beg your pardon. The Supreme Court is in the state and the High Court is the federal. But the thing is that the um, we have to rewrite the Constitution to include our Indigenous population. We do. They have to be done. There has to be a Bill of Rights brought in so that we do know what we can do and what we can't do mm. um, if they want to uh, get things like that done. Well, let's but, ask for one at a time <sighs> and let's hope the new government that hopefully we're going to get uh, is able to do one of these landmark steps yeah, but it, it 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 has to happen because you cannot you cannot leave a significant portion of your population out of the constitution. It just mm. does not. It's not right. So know? we'll come up with another sorry, and actually do something. Would you reckon? <laughs> would that help? It would help a little if they did something to actually recognise our indigenous population. Because let's face it, they've been here for forty, fifty thousand years. Yeah, as we kept was told in the Gan slow mm. trip on the TV over last weekend, mm. and when they went through various parts of the Australian continent on this this train trip from Perth to Sydney, that's the, that's the Indian Pacific, they, not the Gan. And, yeah, and they went through various nations, mm. Aboriginal nations, mm. and they indicated where they started and ended and mm. uh, how long they'd been there. Because yeah, the Noongar people have, uh, are the original, of the whole of almost the southwest of Australia. The Noongar. Yeah. The Noongar. Mm. But there we are. So wouldn't it be good if we, uh, we actually uh, made a couple of few steps forward? That's why I always say that the 1st of January is Australia Day and not the 26th of January. Oh, yeah. That's a jolly good one. You should we'll get up on a soapbox. And <laughs> Don't get me on it. <laughs> we'll hear more about that later in the month. Month, yes, yes. That's New South Wales Day if they want to keep it at that. I think it is about time for us to go, so thanks very much for being with us. Yeah. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Joy 94.9. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Joy.org.au for the world. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.